0: and welcome to Rose Tinted Review, the show where every week we pick something that we're feeling nostalgic for, we then revisit it and review it to find out if our hindsight is truly 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose tinted glasses. I'm your host Michael Jebez and as always I'm joined by my good friend and co-host Connor O'Keen. How's it going Connor?
1: Good man, I was just thinking maybe we should have an alternate uh, title for this podcast for, for like different regions so when people like discover if, if people were to yeah, yeah. stumble upon this years down the line, people go like oh, have, you, have you listened to this podcast? And they're like, No, wait, is that this one? Because that's called this in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> just confusing. Like really confusing for people, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Today we are doing the film The Salute of the Jugger, or as Connor alluded to in that opening skit, The Blood of yeah. Heroes, as it's known in America for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, which is a shit title, <laughs> it's dude. It's such a shit title. Salute of the Jugger is fucking tough. Yeah, it's tough sounding and it's like, okay, I don't get much from that title. I don't know what to expect. but No, I'm like, no. But I, it's intriguing. You go, that sounds cool. What's a Jugger? Uh, uh, what's <laughs> a Jugger? And w- w- what's their salute? Yeah, Where yeah. The Blood of Heroes, you're like, is that a blood historical of heroes? I, I was, Vietnam war documentary? Yeah, I thought it was going to be like some kind of a- or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, Salute of the Jugger's sick because it's like, I don't know, man, Jugger, it just sounds tough. It sounds gnarly. Yeah, yeah,
0: totally. So, Salute of the Jugger, 1989, directed by and written by David Webb Peoples and starring Rodger Gahoa, Joan Chen, Vincent D'Onofrio, Delroy Lindo, Anna Katrina. Mm-hmm. People no longer remember the golden age of the 20th century. They didn't remember remember the miraculous technology or the cruel wars that followed. They didn't remember when Juggers first played the game or how it came to be played with a dog skull. What a what a good opening. Yep, and then into the movie, they just Boom. chuck
1: you. So it's... Juggers coming, Juggers coming! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's this post-apocalyptic shot in Australia... Fairly low budget, like ten million dollars or something estimate. Uh, so it's got that that uh, that eighties exploitation Mad Max mm. kind of thing mm. going for it. Uh, I saw I first saw this film when I was around like eighteen or so. So it's been like maybe ten years. Uh-huh. Mentioned it last week. I was rifling through bags and bags of my auntie's old videotapes, and this one stood out because if you look at the episode thumbnail this week the the poster for salute of the jugger is a it's like an illustrated uh two like muscly arms doing the salute kind of like the um the arm wrestle in predator when you see those big arms but they're like crossing wrists ah that's cool so the videotape was that cover except it was like a 3d cover so the arms <laughs> were like sticking that's... out of the VHS cover. <laughs> oh my god, that muscly. is hideous. And I was
1: like, "Dude, hideous image. This is the coolest fucking
0: videotape I've ever seen." Yeah. Like going through all this shit that's like, "What's this? What's this?" This like, "Oh, this all looks like trash." And then boom, found this diamond in the rough. Arguably a trashy movie, but like the king of B movies. Look, as as far
1: as this kind of trashy movie goes, it wasn't that trashy. I really thought, like, my um, exposure to this genre—the the, the post apocalyptic um, kind of movie in the in the in the vein of of Mad Max—that um, was really cashing in on the success of Mad Max and of Mad Max Two, especially. Yeah. Going like, oh, we can shoot these ultra low budget movies. Like most of the ones that I've seen reviewed or lampooned or uh, mentioned are truly fucking schlocky. Mm. Uh, gratuitous tit shots and, you know... Yeah, yeah, always oh, fucking, that stuff. Like, rape scenes just because, fuck it, why Yeah, 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 they want to get gratuitous tits edgy.
0: into the film and so yeah. they're... they're <laughs> and the, the quickest way to do that do without that is wasting to, time... At a, yeah, add a rape scene and then we can yeah. show nudity on screen and you're like, cool, Yeah, that'll titillate the audience, <laughs> not. <laughs> 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 um, and, uh, yeah, this, this
1: had... None of that. I mean, it still had, like, sex and it still had violence and and stuff, but it was portrayed in, uh, I I mean, it all felt kind of like it was in service of the plot or at least in service of the world
0: building. Yeah, like, it's a pretty lean film in terms of plot. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is you're thrown into this world and it's like, oh, this is interesting. I want to know how this world works because it's not Mm. our world anymore. It's the year 2200, I think supposed to be set in. Mhm. So you're like, okay, and it's a it's like a simple enough premise that is a sort of a nice one to take you through this this like small group um and just follow their journey but also get like a little bit of a grander scope of things.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh very we have talked about movies that are uh what's the word? Uh, resourceful um mm. before and I think this this I mean you said the budget was 10 million. Uh, they Every cent I feel like we see on the screen in some way or another. And, and you can see where they've gone, they've had to shoot around something or imply uh, a scale or scope and yeah, they do yeah, it with the yeah. soundtrack or they find another way to kind of get the point across. I think it's really cool in that way.
0: Yeah, I noticed that a couple of a couple of things um, in the movie that were like that. When the, the, the whatever they are, like the police enforcer dudes like rock up in their hovercraft and yes. and take their money. Yes. And you see like the doors open and you see them get back into the hovercraft and then you just, it like cuts to characters like watching them as you can hear yeah. the sound effect of them leaving and you're like, there's no way that cop yeah. actually was a vehicle that moved. No, no, no. <laughs> or no. when they're um in a, what are they? Like they're buying a bed for the night when they go to mm-hmm. the city and they're like climbing up the ladders and it's just like these cot hammocks hanging off of walls yeah. and they're going like stories and stories and stories high. And when they finally get to like their bed, she looks over the edge but we don't see like a reverse shot of what she's looking at. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah. No, nah, don't worry about it. It's, it's really high.
1: Yeah, it's real yeah. High. Well, I mean, I bought it. I bought it the whole time. I was like, mm. I understand what, you, what you're doing here and fuck you, it's working. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought it was really cool in, in, in that way. The, all the art direction stuff and uh, set design stuff
0: was really fucking... The production design reminded me of when we were talking about Black Dynamite. It looks mm. kind of shitty and cheap, but you can tell there was actually effort into making it look that way. Otherwise, yeah, it would totally. Look, it could look far worse if there wasn't actually real production designers yeah, making real stuff. Yeah, sets. There was
1: some real. There was some real creativity. There is some and real creativity
0: it, on the show here. It's supposed to look and grungy something. and like it's it's the post-apocalypse. It's like, a post-apocalypse. They're they're taking rubber tires and cutting them up and turning them into like uh, face yeah, masks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's cool.
1: Uh, and and the fact that like you said, it's shot in fucking shot down under, shot in Australia, mate. Um, I thought that was cool. Like. That's always I mean, fun
0: to see. It,
1: yeah, I mean, I look at it like the All the all the setting is is appropriately like barren, and it's just a great landscape to shoot a post apocalyptic movie in.
0: Yeah, like and, if and I'm want- kind
1: of proud of that. Like watching this, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got yeah sand, we got fucking heaps of it, mate. Loads,
0: yeah, it's like mate. if you want bloody beautiful Middle Earth, you go to New Zealand. If you want a po- nuclear post apocalyptic wasteland of nothing but dirt and rubble, go to yeah, Australia. <laughs> i to swing by, mate. Fucking eighty percent of the country, like right in the middle, is nothing but that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the
1: uh the, when, when they descend into the like the underground city, I was like, wow, they really managed. like I was wondering how are they going to because they keep alluding to this this grand kind of city that they're heading towards where there is still kind of rich and poor and stuff like that.
0: I was yeah, like, there's another gonna, class of people that yeah, you can like if you're the high class, you, you can, can never obtain to. that. Like yeah, yeah. if you become a league jugger. They treat you like one, but you're never truly one of them. And you're like, yeah. okay, so there is, there the whole world hasn't gone to shit. There's still people who, there's the one percenters who have all the wealth mm. that get the silk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I liked that subversion. I was when I first watched it, I was imagining kind of the the Judge dread, that city, like that one one city in the wasteland and everything outside of that city is like yeah. a Mad Max sort of thing. And yeah, then you get totally. to it and it's just one little room and it's an elevator and it's, and it's like, Oh shit, the city's down underground. Yeah, That's yeah, cool. I was like, that's a
1: really cool, that's a cool reveal. And now we're underground and we get to see how that operates. And, and uh, it's all kind of done through set design and um, the characters interacting with that world mm. uh, rather than like, look, it's the, this, it's the that. Or they just, go yeah. around and they like they order food and you go oh okay that's how you how people are getting food in this in this city uh they go, they climb up all the rungs to the cots oh okay that's how you 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 find a bed for the night or that's how you pay for a bed for the night in this city you know that's mm. that's the equivalent of like hotels
0: and shit yeah it's cool their their currency they don't like talk about it or say oh how much is this they just it's like people it's like scrap metal it's like random bits and pieces but nobody ever says like oh no no i need a this many and a that many and they don't, like, bother going into specifics. It's just like, yeah, mm. yeah, cool. And I feel like it's it's really, I mean, you said it's lean
1: in terms of plot. It's also quite uh, economical in terms of how it manages to get to its climax because mm. obviously they don't have the budget to be like, all right, they're at the city and now they're going to, like, we're going to have it. Like, obviously they have to go through this challenge match, which why would anyone pay attention to that? So at first I was like, well, we've only got, like, 20 minutes left of this movie. How are we going to get to, like, a, a big... Uh, climax where everyone's watching and they're like oh no of course nobody watches these things because the matches don't go that long so the yeah. big thing is that the match goes for gets to like 66 stones, rocks or whatever yeah to like, 66 stones yeah, that's it. or 60 stones and people are like whoa what? whoa oh shit and then like that draws the crowd out yeah um so you end up getting that big the big like grand finale for the movie in front of a big crowd but it's still the same scene effectively yeah. it's still the same uh set piece
0: yeah when they go to the second round that's when it can be Huge crowds, yeah, yeah, cheering yeah. and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, I was expecting this movie to not be as entertaining as it was. I remember it being, I remember really enjoying it, finding mm. it in the, these pile of videotapes uh, on VHS. It was a pain in the ass because there's a lot of dark stuff, so mm, there was yeah, quite a bit on on a, watching it on an old tape that was like barely watchable. Mm. And I so I felt I felt like there was kind of like a there was like a lull in the middle of the movie, but I didn't feel like that when I watched it this time. I was actually surprised. I was like, no, no, yeah. Like, it is what it is. It's like a B movie. It's kind of just action-y flick. Like, it obviously doesn't have the legacy that Mad Max 2 does, and that's for a reason. Mm. Uh, funnily enough, Mad Max 2 also, uh, Mad Max 2 in Australia, the road warrior in America. Yeah. But at least at least that movie has a sick title. You hear yeah, I mean, the Road, Road Warriors, Warriors like, and you're like, yeah, it's yeah, cool. cool. Yeah, totally. That's also tough. But yeah, the Blood the of blood Heroes. Of, <sighs> blood of
1: Heroes? Fuck. Oh, hey, dude. What even is I'm, that? I'm going to be reeling from how bad that title is for a long time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so it didn't do particularly well. I think it was a bit of a flop. Audiences, though, seem to like it. Rotten Tomatoes, like it has like a 13% on there and i was like whoa what critic or um critic or audience critic score wow yeah really it's it's not it's not a masterpiece but it's not that bad
1: no i didn't think it was like it's it's functionally it's like structurally really sound i think yeah um and 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 there's no huge like fuck-ups or or like uh fourth wall breaking Bits where you see things that should not be, and go uh, and pull it pulls you out of the experience or anything. Like I was thoroughly convinced by this world right up until the end. Yeah, like Uh, I said, I liked the characters enough. To be interested the whole time, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not high art, it's not, um, an all time classic or anything,
0: but at 13% just seems, seems uh, harsh. It seems very harsh. I've seen much, much worse movies that probably don't yeah. have 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I'm not sure if those Rotten Tomato reviews are from ones at the time or not, or I don't know, yeah, but yeah, I was like I said, I was expecting there to be some sort of like dip in interest in the second act where I sort of went, oh, yeah, nah, this is kind of. Uh, when do we get to the city so we can have that final fight? Mm. I was also sceptical. I wasn't sure whether that that final fight was going to like hold up and actually mm-hmm. like they build up to that. They're always talking like, oh, no, league fights, they're a completely different game. They're not the same mm. sport. You wouldn't last a second, all that shit. But I, I really like the that sort of montage in the middle of the movie where we just see them like winning and winning and we like assume we can tell that they're getting better because both of... um. Uh, kinder and younger are like the new fresh people Mm. Uh, so they're both kind of green but as we progress through the movie more it's like oh no they're winning we get that they're like getting better they're starting to have a bit of clout Mm -hmm. now they're like oh you know every everywhere we go to like the south is just too easy Mm. because they're just like winning all the time they're like starting to get unsatisfied with how easy the matches are because yeah, yeah. There's good. that bit where they're talking about the, the, um,
1: they talk about like partying afterwards and they're like, a bad contest makes a bad party.
0: It wasn't bad. It was easy. The same thing. You can't celebrate what's easy. And then we've also got he's past. It's kind of a cool little thing where he's got like this tattoo and they're like, oh, he must be from the league.
1: And you're like, yeah. oh,
0: cool. They're all these little, little, um, they're kind of tropey, little environmental storytelling things, but they're not, it's done in a way that's, like, really satisfying. Like, Yeah, I think so. They're, um, they're, like, medic guy that carries the, the ch- chest of drawers around <laughs> yeah. with them and stuff. Him, like, telling little bits and pieces and stuff, it's, it doesn't feel ridiculously expositional. It, it feels, like, natural and just, like... yeah, Yeah, they talk about some of this shit because it's, like, a boring wasteland where they have to, like, walk for ages from town to town. Mm. so these sort of things come up and also we've got these new people to the group that are asking these questions in a way that's pretty organic
1: yeah totally i think the the some of the expositional dialogue too has like uh and i and and i thought of you when when this came up but the the stuff especially about like you know oh there's these places and they've got this fabric called silk and it's that 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 has this kind of uh we keep making reference to it since we've reviewed it but storyteller kind of vibe has that has that kind of uh that kind of quality um which i like in these post-apocalyptic things i like the idea that when the world goes to shit we go back to these uh old pastimes or like the um i mean now we we have movies and comics and uh web series and fucking netflix and all these different ways to share stories but if, if if that was to all disappear, we would have to go back to just telling fables and yeah. telling a fucking good yarn. And um, I like that. That's how these characters, or, or like that's
0: how the what's his name? The uh, it's a Gandhi or something. Okay. It's, it's 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 hard to remember the characters' names. They like barely, they barely say them. They barely say their names. Like they say the word Jugger more than they say any of the characters' names. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Bizarre. Well, their they manager.
1: Do- Let's call them their manager. Yeah, the yeah, the, yeah. the Their manager, uh, I like the way he, he, he uh, like, he, he weaves it. Tells a good yarn.
0: Like, in that first fight, it's, it's got some pretty good action in it for the, like, the choreography and stuff's pretty good. Yeah, Interesting. I think the, the- they do a good job of, uh, like, the pacing and the editing of different games, changing it up a bit. Like, mm-hmm. the, that very first game, you've got that manager and he's like, pointing <laughs> dog boy, holding." him! It's like, telling, <laughs> telling him to do stuff and, like, yelling from the sidelines... And that's mm. really fun. Um, yeah, and they sort of keep it interesting from since the movie's basically nothing but uh, the fights. Yeah, get, they keep it like, interesting enough. We get, we get the, like the three s- or four full fights and then a couple of others that are just the quick montage.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's um that one montage in particular where we get to see like uh, a fight like in the rain, in the mud um, and there's that great shot where it's like the horizon and the the sun yeah, in the background yeah. is silhouetted. That that's a really fucking nice that shot. Was that's a really, really cool good bit. shot. Yeah, um, and that, that montage like, is great. Oh shit,
0: Aaron, um, they're all just completely like black silhouetted.
1: Yeah, it, it, to, like, it's the funny. It's, the movie feels almost like it's it's a cash in or it's almost trying to tick a bunch of boxes just to be a post apocalyptic movie. In some ways, it feels kind of uh, bordering on uninspired. In some ways. But then there are the, um, the set design and the props and all the costume stuff, all that world building stuff, is really fucking inspired and really cool. Yeah,
0: and I think then it does a good there job are little, fl- like-
1: little flourishes and 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 it's just so competent that you can't dismiss it. But there's mm. also nothing really remarkable about it. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a weird one. I came away like. Like, I came, I've kind of come away from it going, I quite liked that. Don't know why, though. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, beyond just going, yeah, the costume's really cool, the world-building stuff is really cool. It was a, it was a fun, <clears throat> a fun That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, not bad performances. No, but, like, like appropriately, doing his... appropriately heightened for, yeah. for the genre and for the time it was made and the, I mean, it's a, a B movie, essentially, so, like, you don't go to that kind of movie looking for good acting
0: no but Uh, they sell it enough that you believe
1: dog shit acting but yeah yeah, but you believe
0: the apocalypse based on their performances
1: it feels kind of kind of comic booky as well so the dialogue feeling a bit stilted and the performances feeling a a little uh alien in in the way
0: some of them deliver their lines still feels appropriate Mm. and fucking vincent D'Onofrio's character being like a cocky little shit is funny Like when they're sitting waiting to get into the city and he's like, man, if we could just, if we could go 100 stones three times, that would be as good as winning.
1: How many stones did you go when you made your challenge? 26. 26 stones? That's all? 26 stones? And you received the attention of the league?
0: We were the only ones who ever lasted that long. Two of us were still standing. good game and he's like what and then when they go to um to challenge and they're sort of like standing in front of that council or whatever and they're handed over the dog skulls and they're and all like getting swinging his thing around and, like, and then he starts yeah! swinging his thing and screams and thinking like, he's gonna like impress them by that yeah. and then he kind of just sheepishly like <laughs> walks away and stands at the back yeah oh yeah he's just this cocky little idiot that doesn't have mm. a clue but he's like talking talking big shit mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, I think it doesn't. I think it does enough to stand on its own, so that it doesn't just feel like a cash, cash in, trying to do the Mad Max thing. It's interesting and holds its own in a sort of a different regard. Yeah, yeah, I think it it feels just inspired enough
1: that it, that it doesn't fall into just being a. Cash yeah, drive. David
0: Webb Peoples, who wrote the film as well as directing it, he has written on Blade Runner, Twelve Monkeys, Unforgiven. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, so like a few few good good flicks. I think I think some of the reasons why I like it was one, it's it's got that quality to it that you were talking about with Evil Dead Two, where this is that genre of like fantasy and sci-fi is that stuff that I really gravitate to. So seeing mm. a movie like this when I was mm. younger, I'm like, yeah, this is like this is the kind of shit that I could just go out and do somewhere in Australia as well. Like it, it yeah. felt attainable. Yeah and also i totally totally dig that having that australian background is always fun because there's not heaps of good australian movies especially when you're a sci-fi fantasy fan Mm, mm. so seeing something like this and also it being this like underdog story like australians like to to root for the underdogs Mm -hmm. it kind of works with our i think psyche a bit
1: yeah yeah for sure um yeah i feel that i think uh yeah, I think there's plenty to look at, like what we were saying earlier, um, in regards to the resourcefulness. Um, I think it's a good one to look at in a similar way to, to Evil Dead, uh, where you can go like, oh, I could like go out and find just a fucking barren spot and shoot a cool post- post-apocalyptic post thing. I've got
0: a few old tyres out the back. I could Yeah, I could exactly. I some make, make,
1: make some stuff. Make some costumes. Um, but also looking at it and going like, uh, okay, they managed to communicate the... Uh, idea of a big crowd even though we only see like a few shots that indicate a big crowd and and even then it's usually like a few different shots cut together with extras just tightly packed into one frame like they they managed to trick the audience or like they manage to imply a lot or infer a lot of information without having to show everything that they're implying
0: yeah I, I think that's, I, that's a I cool totally thing to, I think to look to it's a really the the final uh, arena is designed in a in in a, in a way that suits those purposes, but also is an interesting looking design. Yeah, like it, it's you've super got this circular and has this has this verticality to it. Yeah, this this cool verticality to the stadium that you're like, oh yeah, this is cool. This feels post apocalyptic and it feels kind of big and epic. But because everyone's on a higher level when they're just competing, there's no one on the ground floor except for the for the competitors. So we mm-hmm. yeah, you can you can do that with cutaways or like one or two wides looking mm. upwards and it infers the rest and we go, "Yep, got it. The scope isn't like crippled from the budget like they find yeah, ways to it make it Yeah, doesn't stunt it. Yeah. Mm. to still make it look sick. I haven't watched, but I've heard of Rollerball and that is another 80s I believe post-apocalyptic and it's another like gladiator sport movie so i don't know i don't have that like comparison to make like i think that's a more popular movie okay although it's not i don't think anything has had really the legs of this genre besides the mad max Mm. Uh, but i believe it did better so it'd be interesting to watch that one and see whether it's like oh okay i can see that maybe people disliked this more because there was something really similar that did it better yeah yeah we haven't seen but, yeah, for me, yeah. I'm just like, no, fucking, I like this. It's fun. Like, skimming through it
1: again uh, as we talk about it, I think the the thing that I like the most about this movie is just how it manages to sidestep uh, a lot of the negative aspects of the tropes that it kind of, a lot of the, the boxes, I guess, that it ticks. Yeah. With the, like we said, with the sex and stuff earlier, uh, it all still manages to feel... Uh, i mean it's 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 in that within that genre of like exploitation flick sort of but it never feels exploitative in a nasty way or anything it it feels more like a uh th- i think there's like a a love for that genre on display here uh rather than just a perhaps a like
0: monetarily motivated uh yeah. you know impulse to to contribute to it because that was definitely the case with like the first Mad Max, popping off and being really popular. Which, again, I would say, Mad Max One is rubbish. Yeah, Going back uh, try and trying like to watch Mad the Max. first Mad Max is a bore. So mm. the, I'd say I'd rate this movie higher than the first Mad Max. But the first Mad Max was extremely popular, made on a dirt cheap, cheap budget, sold really well over in America mm. because it was so cheap. It was like you know you don't have to make. You don't have to make much for it to be successful when it's really cheap. So there was a lot of that. There's one that I've been meaning to watch for a long time that Peter Weir directed called The Cars That Ate Paris. But it's wow, like Paris, okay. Australia. There's some town. There's some country town called ah, Paris. Ah, okay. And there's, there's some like demon cars and it looks like it's like a Volkswagen Beetle on the cover but it's got like metal spikes sticking out of like every single angle. It's like oh, the Hellraiser tough. of cars. And I really like Peter Weir as an Australian director, Mm. and yeah, I've been meaning to, and I just keep forgetting to. Cool. Yeah, so there was definitely that that uh, that incentive that a lot of people had to go. Oh, look, if we make some really fucking cheap movie out in in the bush in Australia, we don't need any like big sets or anything. We can make we can like you know sort of um, proto Blumhouse style.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Let's let's fund a dozen little shitty. Movies And if one of them is the next Mad Max, then we'll fucking make bank and it'll pay for all of those ones that we tried. Yep, totally. So there is... It might have been critically not very well received. Mm. Um, Maybe a bit of a cult flick. But again, I don't know many other people who had seen it. I Like my entire exposure to it was from my auntie's collection. And I, I think I watched it with like my dad and one of my brothers. But my dad wasn't like, oh yeah, this movie... I know of that. I remember seeing that at the cinema or anything like that. So I have no idea whether it's popular enough to be a cult film, mm-hmm. but there is one thing it's popular enough to do. What's that? So I was I was talking with a mate probably like six, seven years ago, not long after I'd seen it. Okay. And he mentioned Juggers and I was like, what, like the movie? And he's like, the sport. And I was like, I've seen a movie, Salute of the Jugger, and he's like, yeah, yeah, nah, they made a sport of that. So... He was one of my mates uh, I met through doing live action role play. There is an honest to God Jugger League oh that is an international like LARP off sport. Oh, that's so that fucking play. cool. So they play it with the sticks, but they're all like padded and stuff. Yeah. I don't know what they do for the chain guy. <laughs> I can't oh remember. Oh my God. My mate was like, yeah, nah. And he just typed in Jugger on YouTube and it's like, boom, popped up and you can see people fucking playing this game.
1: Wow, dude, that's actually really cool. <laughs> Fuck,
0: man. So yeah. yeah, like the fact that there's people in multiple different countries playing like a LARP version of this sport. It's like, man, it's got to have it must have legs. Yeah, I mean that's really cool. Like to think that um,
1: uh, this world that you create, uh, this attempt at contributing to a medium that you love. Uh, could result in like people could take that like i guess once you put your art out into the world it, it kind of no longer belongs to you people take it and do with it what they what they will and interpret it in, in different ways and stuff and i guess that'd be so bizarre to like put a piece of art out into the world and you're like yeah i made this world da, 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 and i hope the movie does well and the movie doesn't do well but people make a sports league based off it
0: yeah, that man. you have it's, nothing to do with. It's 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 sick. It's crazy. That's really fucking cool. It's a it's a cool way for it's like legacy to live on. So it yeah. the sport started in 1995. Um, and people played it in Germany, Australia, Ireland, United States, United Kingdom, huh. Poland, Canada, Sweden, like it like really is like there's like little these little jugger leagues all over the the world.
1: Good grief. I'm just looking
0: at all these pictures now. It's so cool. <laughs> God, Which is damn, yeah, it's dude. cool when when you see a movie like that in a vacuum where you didn't know any reception of it, and also mm. like yeah, I've never tried to research it until now. But if I had I, a quick a quick like you know Google search, wouldn't have found much because it's called the Blood of Heroes over in America. So you would have gotten like no hits for it and just been like oh I guess you know nobody gave a shit. Yeah. <laughs> But then it's like, yeah, it's cool when someone, someone else who's seen that movie as well, and you're like, oh, that movie, I like, I really like that movie. And they're like, yeah, I've seen it. That's cool, isn't it? And it's it's nice to just like have at least like one other friend who's a fan of it, instead of yeah. you just being like, oh, I like this thing, but I don't know anybody who likes this thing. It's like the extreme opposite of what we were talking about last episode with global metal being mm, mm. all of these people in these different countries like finding, going to other countries and finding that there's these huge metal scenes there of Mm. all these people that you're like, I had no fucking clue. It's almost like that, but on like a micro level of like- Yeah, totally. Finding that one person who has either seen Salute of the Jugger or- Yeah. LARPing is fucking huge and really popular in other countries. And then, oh yeah, there's a small subset of LARPers that really fucking like Salute of the Jugger and, and play that as well. What a niche, dude.
1: Talk, talk about finding your tribe. Imagine figuring yeah. out that you're, you're like, a, you're, mom, dad, I'm a
0: jugger. It's not a phase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided. That's really cool. It's my calling in life. I'm going <laughs> to be a quick. I'm going to be a quick that it gets the attention of the league. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, dear. God damn, dude. That's 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 really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, so a couple of little differences I found out between the American version and the rest of the world. Yeah. I believe like they released it in cinemas in America in 1989 and then the rest, all the other countries got it like 1990. The American version was edited down and is missing about 10 minutes of the flick. And almost that whole 10 minutes is from the end of the film so they roll credits early over the top of the footage and they cut the film right as they win the fight at the end ah uh so okay. yeah real weird they don't get to see i i like how like three of them get picked to become mm-hmm. proper league juggers rudger oh, Howell's character so yeah so the um the two young'uns... yeah and the uh the other bloke What's his name of... He's got all the fucking big scars on his face. They asked him uh, to, to stay on uh, as well. Mabulu? Yeah. And, and, and that makes sense. It's like, yeah, so they they did so good. No one's ever gone more than fucking like 26 stones and they've actually fucking won their match. Mm-hmm. But still realistically, they're not going to let Sallow back in because he's he was already banished. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, nah, fuck him. The evil, evil 1%er man... Is like, no, fuck it, whatever. I don't care that you didn't rip out his other eye. Just chuck him back out into the dog towns. Yeah. And then the other lady on the team, she got her leg broke in the first round. So like she didn't impress anyone enough, but it's like most of them got in and got to stay. And we get to see like the the glorious kind of ending for them of like hitting the big time. And Mm -hmm. then the less glorious kind of like, it's like a bit of sweet end. Where they're out in the in the desert in the dog towns still playing. Yeah, yeah. And so and training up
1: new 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 recruits. people again.
0: And it's just yeah. like, oh, that's sort of we're almost like back at square one at the beginning of the movie again. And it's yeah, just I like, like getting the new the new recruit and training him up. Uh so mm. like Salo's kind of had his redemption or his yeah. Redemption of like getting yeah. to go back there and play in the league and be good again, but not but it's still like, no, but you're never gonna get to go back there and get treated like one of them again. Mm. And I re- I really dig that end. So for it to be completely gone for the American version sounds like well, Yeah, shit. for it to
1: be completely gone and not replaced with anything like I can understand like with maybe the ending I can understand why that would have been received worse a bit more poorly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuz it's not a it's not a huge amount, but it's a little bit of closure and like you say the the kind of bittersweet quality or the uh that little bit that it kind of leaves up to your imagination of going, like, oh, maybe because there are, uh, there are, uh, um, they allude to there being nine
0: cities, yeah, yeah, they're around this place. The, so, the nine cities,
1: yeah, so maybe that maybe Rekka is going to train up uh newbies and they're going to go fuck up one of the other cities or
0: something. Like, I don't know, it, it's cool, yeah. That was a it was like that was a cool little thing that was just hinted at, and they don't actually yeah. explain because they call the one that they go to, they call it the Red City. Hmm. But then once they're down there, they start saying the nine cities, and you're like, "Oh, what does that mean? How? how what's what's this part of the world like? More world building. Explain." And they're like, "No, nah, we're not going to explain." And you're like, "Yeah, okay." You're like, I guess I'm still intrigued though, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're not going to tell me, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's well, a like- it's a little difference, but I think it, it does make a big difference when it's especially that the the end of a mo- how a movie finishes can really change people's perception of the whole movie uh, I think the, the best example is like episode 2 Attack of the Clones that is a dog shit boring movie mm. that has like terrible pacing with like no good plot happening at all and it mm. is amazing that little children went to see that movie and went out of it hyped and lo- and loving the movie and being like oh boy Star Wars but it's because they chucked a fucking like 25 minute action sequence at the end of the movie where like every fucking Jedi in the bloody council gets his mm. lightsaber out and fights a bunch of droids and it was like oh that was exciting and so that exciting like last 20 minutes of the movie for a kid is enough mm. to make the la- the previous 2 hours of boringness mm-hmm. seem fine and so to a lesser extent it's sort of like that as well where yeah if the movie is like pretty decent but then it just ends on like a really shitty note then yeah. that can be the la- like the la- like the, the 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 taste in your mouth yeah totally or well that like to, to, to ask an audience to, to
1: sit there and to go on a a journey with you for you know an hour and 40 minutes uh or in, in the american case an hour and a half and not deliver some kind of closure or some sort of satisfaction at the end it, it is spitting in their face it is going like <laughs> you know we've got your money bye like <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> fucked up Uh, Like, if if the movie had ended, if I'd watched the American cut and the movie had ended there, I I would have been like, Michael, (laughs) why did you suggest this movie? Why did you waste 90 minutes of my life?
0: Luckily, I believe you cannot get the American theatrical cut except for, like, the American VHS copy, so there was no risk of you seeing that version by accident. Good, good, good. Well, good. That's Salute of the Jugger, a fun fun little 80s flick. I love, like, 80s action sci-fi movies. There's just something about that aesthetic that I really dig that just makes it like a fun, enjoyable thing. A bit nostalgic, you might say.
1: Yeah, there's a cool little bit of um, escapism in a genre that I, I, my impressions of it have led me to believe that I would find most of them quite grating or uh, a little, what's the word, uh, a little unpalatable in, yeah. in ways. And this wasn't that. Mm. Uh, would Will I ever watch this movie again? Probably not, but I would recommend it as a good example of its genre. Yeah. And I'm glad I've watched it.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's that's all I was expecting. I wasn't expecting something amazing. This is definitely one of those movies where you go, oh, yeah, I really enjoy this, but I'm not going to try and convince people that it's like the best thing ever because it no, isn't. No, I think it's a cool.
1: it's a cool one to... It's a cool movie to have um in your like uh your own kind of repertoire of of shit you know about to bust out if someone's ever like you know all those 80s you know post-apocalyptic movies after mad max 2 they're all shit you know they're all the same thing you can go or you know (laughs) they're all they all do this they all do this they all do this you've got a an example of one that doesn't
0: i think it's cool in that way thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this week's episode I, i know i certainly did if you'd like to support us best thing you can do right now is just subscribing to the podcast on your whatever platform that you choose to listen to it on. Just hit that follow button. If you're watching on iTunes, leaving a review or a a star rating also is helpful. You can tweet us at Rose Tint Review. We also have an Instagram, Rose Tint Review and a Facebook page, Rose Tint Review. So you can can drop us your thoughts on Salute of the Jugger there or any uh, movie Suggestions for us to do in the future. You can also answer the question of the episode. I'd love to know what
1: if, if the world was to to end and there was to be some sort of post-apocalyptic sports league thing that you were involved in. What would your salute be? Salute of the Juggers, the like the arm-touching <laughs> thing, the kind of yeah, the the Predator-esque uh, crossing of the of the biceps. Uh, what would what would yours be? Nice. As I was watching this movie, I felt like... I, I kept thinking they were doing the
0: elbow thing, the, the COVID elbow <laughs>
1: touch, and I was like, my
0: God! Well, I think you just answered the, the real-world question. That's <laughs> With the, <laughs> the world ending, that's what the, the salute is going to be. It's going to be touching elbows. Uh-huh. Next week, what are we going to watch, Connor? Uh, okay, so this is this is uh,
1: uh, a, a, a bit of a cheeky one, but Ooh, I would love okay. to do... The Dark Knight Returns animated flicks. Okay. Uh, it's a part it's a, like a two-parter thing. 2013 animated DC animated uh, original movie based on the 19 I want to say 86, yes, 86 comic book Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller, mm-hmm. which is like I feel like it could be a good one to bounce off this one because yeah, it's set in this weird like dystopian future version of 1986 with all this weird slang and stuff that, that he invented for, like, the youths to be using. <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun. And yeah, I think cool. the movie... Uh, the, the, the movies... Have you seen them? I haven't. Ooh, okay. I think you'll have a lot of fun with them. I think they it's managed to... been on to, my list for a while, so yeah. I'm, I think they I'm managed to do down. what the, the comic does um,
0: in, in uh, a really good way. So, yeah. Awesome. Pain. Excellent. All right. Well, if you guys want to have a little bit more insight you should watch those movies as well before next week so you know what we're talking about you boy get that
1: context You it's it's not it's not just a matter of context this time it's a matter of knowing all the fucking cool dystopian yeah, old universe on the 1986 of the slang kids. that we're going to be dropping dude otherwise you're going to feel like uh, a really, straight Billy out yeah that's one of them so join us next time when we will find out if our hindsight truly is 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose tinted glasses